0: On this Pete and Kimber podcast, we'll scratch up some of the best bits of the show. Scratch up your share of $9 million with Monopoly Scratch and Win. It's back at your nearest Lottery
1: West retailer.
0: Play responsibly. 1-800-858-858. This is the
2: Pete and Kimber podcast.
1: Hi, welcome to the podcast. Hi, welcome. I've
3: got an interesting bit of audio to play for you here.
1: I think that's a great idea. Actually,
3: you know what? I can't do this anymore. Fuck this shit. I can't. I've had enough of doing podcasts. I'm done. See <laughs> ya. So, uh, you're just walking thanks. out. I appreciate you. I
1: pre- oh God. I mean, I can riff on my own for days. Well, that's. I
3: could ex- talk underwater. I know you could, right? And that's why this really doesn't have any impact. And also <laughs> because nobody believes me. Like they're they're like they're hearing me do that, and they're like <laughs> as if well as if you're gonna leave that. Mainly sure. because
1: no one really walks out. Of a recording or an interview, like it's pretty rare. I think we've both been in the radio industry for decades. Yeah, and have yeah. you? I've never had anyone walk like actually walk out. Uh, no, I
3: never walk out. I've never had anyone walk out, and I've never had anyone hang up the phone. I just because I've never really had anything crazily controversial yeah. in my career, right? Yeah. Um. But um. Oh, actually, no. Tell a lie. I did have one. This was when I was a, a fledgling announcer in Canberra. What's a fledgling? Like a young, up-and-coming announcer in Canberra. Is that legitimately a word? Fledgling.
1: Have you never heard of fledgling? Why does it sound
3: so weird? Probably because we're saying it a lot now. Fledgling. Fledgling. Yeah,
1: fledgling. A young bird that has recently acquired its flight feathers. Yep, so I was about to spread wings. A young wings. or inexperienced person.
3: Yeah. A fledgling. Fledgling. So this was my first breakfast announcer role. Mm. In Canberra. Um, and we I was I was like all of twenty five, right? So I was young and I wanted to make an impression on the audience and the industry. And so I t- tried to be a bit funny or a bit controversial, just bits and pieces. Mm. And the sort of stuff where if I looked back on that stuff right now, I'd go, You fucking idiot. Embarrassing. I'd be so cringed by it. Yeah. Right. Um, but we had a Disney I had a Disney interview. With um, a Disney on ice skater who was playing one of the princesses, and I asked her if she, (laughs) I asked her if she wears the costume um, (laughs) for bedroom activities. Jeez, (laughs)
1: fate
3: again. Like I said, stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, And she went silent, and then I heard another voice in the background. And then I heard her say, I'm sorry, I can't continue, and then hung up the phone. And then I was told, I was marched into the office afterwards where my boss told me, sorry, like we can't air that. Um, And also, you've now blacklisted our station from Disney. They won't talk to us.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Is that why we've never had (laughs) Disney in here ever again? I don't think it's followed me around. That was 20 years ago. So there was. When that. was the last time we interviewed Disney? Anyone from Disney? Jesus, yeah, no, nah, I can't remember. You eh? don't think it's followed you around? I don't think it's followed because Disney's around. been a pretty big deal in that time. Yeah, I know. It and yet, a stupid question. Here we are. Yeah,
3: maybe you're right. Maybe it does have some. Maybe I'm still blacklisted.
1: Eh, I don't know. You don't know what upsets people. Do yeah. you? some people take it and carry it?
3: Um. So there was there was that. Um. But I've never had this kind of thing happen to me. Have you seen the the Dana White storming out of Howie Mandel's... Not storming out of, but leaving Howie Mandel's podcast. What does she do? What does Dana do? He. He. Or Dana's a he. Let me bring up to speed. So Dana White is the boss of the UFC. The ultimate fighting championship. The octagon. Oh, okay. That. Yep. And uh, Dana White is worth about a half a billion dollars. Wow. Yeah, like very, very rich. So it doesn't need to be doing podcasts. And Howie Mandel... Is a US comedian, actor, um, very famous voice actor from like the eighties and the nineties. Was in Gremlins, for example, and up until recently, you might have seen him on bits and pieces of America's Got Talent if it played across Australian TV. Right, right. Episodes. He's got a podcast. He had Dana White on the podcast, and here is the audio of him introducing
4: Dana White. And what happens next? Take a listen. An amazing businessman. You are an inspiration. You are a philosopher. The way you do business, the way you uh, conduct your business and your friendships and media is, uh, I'm, I'm jealous. And But Dana, I can't thank you enough for being here.
3: Thank you for all the kind words. I appreciate it.
5: I, I am so fucking tired of doing podcasts. It's... I'm literally done with him. I'm not doing any more podcasts. He just walks
1: out. Well, that's not legit. That's legit. Well, why did he think he was there to hang out and eat lunch with him? No, but I... He knew he was there to do a podcast. No, but
3: here's the thing, right? I give him the benefit of the doubt. I think... Mm. No, here's... Let me explain why. I think that people will have moments in their life where, whether it's an appropriate moment or not, will have the strongest urge or feeling genuinely to go, why am I doing this? And this is the moment that they choose to just end it. They're as if knowing. he didn't feel
1: it in the car on the way there, sitting around waiting for Howie Mandel to turn the mics on, asking, "Do you want a glass of water, mate? Do you want it?" They would have been super serving him off air, off air, yeah. and doing all of that for him, and he didn't have the moment then. And as soon as the guy has given him something, it was even complimentary. No, he did. He gave him a big spiel, He's but just I reckon, gone,
3: nah. I reckon that's what did it. I reckon it was the big spiel that Howie Mandel at the beginning of the podcast gave him, where he just went. I'm just sitting through all of this shit again. Like every time I do a podcast, I have to hear this shit and I appreciate it and everything, but I'm done. I'm done. Mm. Sometimes it's not until you're in the moment that you realize you shouldn't be there. You shouldn't have that anymore.
1: I feel like I'm having it right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hopefully, the people listening to this aren't having the same moment, and they've hung around long enough for us to tell us what, tell them what's in the
5: podcast.
1: Look, we're very open about what happens behind the scenes here. In fact, if you want to join our mix fam, we oh, have our, yes. we have a Facebook group, Pete and Kimber's Mix Fam. You can go there, and we sort of post videos of stuff that happens. Backstage, I yeah, guess you call behind it. the scenes, yeah. the things we do in the studio, and you meet the producers and people in our office, and all the mix fam just go in and have a chat about stuff that they're up to, and join it. It's a good community, yeah, good laugh.
3: <laughs> um, Collins from Married at First Sight joined us.
1: Yeah, that's in this Ooh. podcast. He gave us so many exclusives. I mean, he basically told us that he's completely full of it. Um, our me bits. Yeah, people um, who have had injuries on their bits. One of them got graphic. Oh God. It was funny, though. It was great. It was funny when it's not happening to you. Um, Bridget Hustwaite,
3: our Taylor Swift correspondent, live from Melbourne. Now, this is a person who, when we spoke to her earlier this week, was so frothing Taylor Swift that she couldn't get on the plane and over there quick enough. And yet, even for her, what's going on in Melbourne when we cross to her is overwhelming.
1: Yes. Um, We played yay or nay for the first time ever. I didn't give an answer. Yeah, you couldn't. It was just one topic I just, I don't know, I just mm. couldn't commit. Um, I revealed that my friend has asked me to be her birthing partner mm. and also um, producer Rami and producer Kerrid do the producer rap where they give us their best and worst bits of the week. I would go out on a limb right now and say I think they were both best bits. I'd, yeah, I'd back you in on that. They're very yep, good. Very good. Um, all right, here you go. Have a podcast. Go and join our mix
3: fam. Collins from Married at First Sight joins us now. Thanks for joining us this morning, mate. Not a problem. Morning. Good to meet you all. All right, Collins. um, (laughs) Mate, I'm going to hit you with this one straight away because this is the constant conversation that I hear from everybody around me. (laughs) Given your award-winning performance uh, on this Ashley and Martin
1: ad. We were out and these ladies asked who the older brother was. Man, he's five years older. Hey, bro. He had more yeah. hair than me then.
3: You must be
1: the actor we're trying to oh. figure out during oh, this season of oh, maths, mate. An, an actor is a big stretch. We saw the performance. Oh, really? <laughs> what were you talking about?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Are you an actor or what? Come on. Straight up. No, I'm not an actor. All right. Long story
0: short, pretty much I do host events. So when you're in the hosting realm, you're looking at a whole bunch of media things. I saw one day there was a casting call and I got the gig. There we
3: are. That's right. it. Okay. So, was there a casting yeah. call from MAFs for a Collins this season or what? <laughs> like what, what is it?
0: So, I had been approached for Married Affairs a few times, and this was the year that I got all the way through.
1: I, what? So, what you? you had been approached by producers. Now, we've heard this before because they do find yeah. it harder to get men on the show, but yeah. someone said, You could probably play this role. Could you come on?
0: I can say, yes, three years in a row, I have been approached for maths. And this was the year where I got all the way through, as
3: so, I said. So, okay, because this is the thing for me. This whole show's about pairing people together in an experiment to see if they can find love, right? Wanting to yes. genuinely find love for these people. So if you've been approached by them and you're not actively going out there going, I want to be on maths, what the hell are you doing there? Well, mate, no, it's a good question, right? I think we can all agree. Obviously, there's that fine line between you're definitely there for love, you're there to find someone,
0: but it's also personality show. So I don't know the discussion between beho- But it's, uh, between it's not, Like,
3: people have personalities. Like, you're meant to be there for love. So were you there for love? Absolutely, because at the end of the day, I've never been in a relationship. And when I get the call saying, Collins, we've found you the
0: one, being totally honest, there is a huge level of curiosity that I'm thinking, okay, I've got to find out.
1: Do you feel bad for your wife, Natalie, that you were paired with, knowing full well you are not emotionally ready for a relationship? Uh,
0: if, If I'm being totally honest, emotionally ready, I do believe I am, but I'm very, very well aware I suck at it.
1: So how did you feel when you watched what everyone is calling your Oscar performance? This was the Sunday night where yeah. you had to say if you were going to stay or leave. You had chosen to stay and your mm-hmm. wife, Natalie, said, no, I'm out of here. I'm just going to play the audio of how you performed that night. Natalie.
2: Collins does say that he wants to support me and he's here for me and he's got my back. But the actions don't always follow through with that and that's why I said leave. <laughs>
4: And for you, Collins, stay or leave, what did you decide?
1: Man, I'm absolutely heartbroken. This is the first time I'm hearing that, doesn't trust me. I don't know what I've done to.
4: So, Collins, what is your decision?
1: Mate. Oh, oh my God. Like, we actually cut some of the audio out. Your performance went oh. for so long. How much that's of that crazy. was actually genuine?
0: Oh, that's a tough listen. It's a really, really tough listen. It's a cringe and a half. But when you ask in terms of how much I acted, I can say it was not acting. It was really just because, again, there were so many factors. For example, I can tell you right now, my experiment was extremely stop and start. But obviously how it's shown is it's it's a continuous experiment. Every single week, what had happened, for example, on our very first day of the wedding day, it goes back to then to give some context. We finished our wedding, and then unfortunately, I, um, I see Nat from afar absolutely bawling her eyes out. So what's happened was the producers have realized Nat is uncontrollably breaking down, so they had to bring her family back to their, from their accommodation to the wedding. So on wedding day, I'm sitting next to Nat saying, Nat, are you sure you're going to be okay to do this experiment? And she said, look, it's going to be tough to be away from my family and obviously dealing with grief. So I understand, and I even told it takes a lot of strength and courage. But in my head, I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be tough. And then the following two weeks, the mass producers, as much as they cop, they even told me and realized, Collins she's really struggling with homesickness and grief. So what mass did is they flew her sister out two weeks in a row. So just before the dinner party, there was about three or four days where we did no filming because Nat was spending time with her sister. Okay, cool. And now for those
1: who who don't know, that's because her father passed away just shortly before the experiment. In which case, if you barely know this person and she's so emotional and grief-stricken and you haven't spent any time with her, how can you be so heartbroken because, Collins, you were having a breakdown? Oh, my God. It was so painful and I'm so shocked she can't trust me. I mean, you've just said it sincere. It's obviously rubbish. It, it,
0: you're absolutely cute. No, no, no. It was sincere. There's just so much behind the scenes that I can't even explain, but there's a lot that happened behind the scenes. scenes <laughs> and it was just, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> there's so much behind the scenes that happened and it just really got the better of me.
1: Collins, where to now? What's happening in your life? Are, are there women oh. slipping into your DMs or are you?
0: <laughs> yeah, so um, there's a few. I think I can say, you know, the whole maths, thing is a real thing, but look, I'm just doing my, I'm doing my thing. I haven't gone on any dates. I'm not seeing anyone. I really am not. I'm, I'm just taking it all this. Too busy with his OnlyFans. Hang on. What are they,
1: what are they,
5: what are they <laughs> saying? i no. they're small into- for OnlyFans. <laughs> oh Jesus
1: Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I'm being that might be the exclusive. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Pete and Kimber. me bits.
1: Not this music.
3: Oh, a little bit this music. The
1: me on. bits. Yeah. Well, this was a this was a
3: sensual experience for this gentleman, wasn't it? great grief. Eh? Hey? Do you think it was? I think it was. Um, no. A man. A man in Australia had to go to the doctor in emergency, and then on the X-ray because they had to do an X-ray because his willy was hurting. Mm-hmm. They found. Three batteries jammed in his urethra.
1: Three batteries. Like, my TV remote doesn't take three batteries. Right.
3: <laughs> but you're thinking of double A's, triple A's. Oh, is that
1: not what he... No. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, Look. I don't know. Don't worry. <laughs> I, when, don't I,
3: <laughs> when, I first, when I first saw this headline this morning, that's where my head went as well. I was trying to do the math on how do you get one of those up
1: <laughs> there. I don't know. I mean... You know, we've heard Stranger Things. Yeah.
3: No, they're the tiny, they're the little ones. right? You know, the little disc ones? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're those ones. He was like putting them in there oh. like it was a Pez dispenser.
1: <laughs> like- <laughs> and I feel awful when people do this. Was this for his own pleasure?
3: It was. It was self-gratification. I yeah. feel bad
1: when they've got to go to the hospital and go, look, I've fallen on some batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Is like, that what they say, is it? Oh, quite often. Right. They're like, why have you got a matchbox car up your bum? And they'll go, oh, because of this. I fell over. But I, they, you do have to be honest. They have to say, I've put three batteries up my urethra.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That,
1: it can't feel good.
3: That's for sure. What was really funny was what the doctor asked afterwards. He wanted to know whether it was Duracell.
4: And even though these moments don't last forever, Duracell can make them last longer.
3: Or was it Energizer? Nothing
4: outlasts the
5: Energizer. (laughs) They keep going and going. Stop the bunny, please. And going and...
1: What got stuck in your urethra?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Is that where we're going? If anybody is willing to call with an answer to that, (laughs) I I will give you... There's a $200 Westfield gift card sitting on this desk right now. If you can answer the question, what got stuck in your urethra... I am more than happy to give it to you. I don't care if we just get one. Um, But what we were asking is army bits. I think we've got more of a chance of getting an army bits. When have you hurt yourself in your nether regions?
1: I've had a fortunate life. I can't think of many times I've had that happen. I do remember an incident falling on an A-frame. You know, like one of those big climbing A-frames in the playground? Oh, see, that's funny. I had to
3: and try and landing. think, how the hell did that happen? Because when I think A-frame, I think the sign out the front of like a the tuck shop.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Like one of those big climbing A-frames. Right, okay, And yeah. I fell and landed on another pole. I do remember that being an incident in primary school. And I, that was a very specific, specific Almy bits. That sounds painful. But other than that, pretty lucky life. Mm. Don't remember too many incidences. I feel like, with, you know,
3: it's a bit harder for blokes because it hangs out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for example, Oliver, we had to save ears from one of his remote control toy cars the other day because he got it caught underneath the wheel arch. It was just spinning and he got it too close to his thing. He was naked at the time and it just grabbed it and went all the way in. Yeah.
1: Wow. Um, Owmy bits. Wow. Right? Owmy bits. Wear clothes when you're playing with your cars. (laughs) Um, Jason in Beldivis. Ow, me bits. What happened? How you guys going? Um,
4: I was about 11 years old and I uh, had to go to Caltech. Well, mum went to Caltech to fill up. So I went to the toilet and uh, the old hoodie got caught in the zip.
5: No. And uh, as a result of that, I'm, I'm now a seven-sized man.
3: <laughs> How low's How low is the hoodie? That's what I want to know.
1: It must have been a big hoodie. <laughs> you know, like moments ago, you feel like you didn't know, Jason. We were strangers. Yeah. Suddenly now, we're all close. We're all a little bit closer to Jason, aren't we? Belinda
3: and Baldivis, how me bits? What happened to your daughter in the shower?
1: So my daughter was in the
2: shower with her siblings and I went to go put the clothes in the laundry. As I've come back into the bathroom, she was screaming and on the bottom <gasps> of the shower um, and she had slipped in the shower and fallen straight on a toy boat (gasps) and she received two, two centimetre cuts down there. um, When I stood her up from the shower, because I couldn't see anything wrong, but when she stood up from the shower, there was just blood everywhere. Oh my oh, god!
3: Okay, it's that, isn't it? It's everything. the blood everywhere. It's Every- the blood everywhere. How are you doing? You okay? <laughs> no,
1: you stra- all right? Everything just started hurting straight away. My entire body response just went into uh, that was, if it was fight or flight, I was flying. I was out of here.
3: <laughs> um, Luke, it should be a good one. You had to go to hospital for it. How me bits, what
5: happened? Oh, yes, and no, I'm embarrassed to tell you this actually. I was a lot younger than what I am now, and I was with my ex partner at the time, and um, we were playing with sex toys, Mm. and I got it stuck at my bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it it gets worse, trust me, it gets worse. Oh, please share, please share.
3: What do you mean it gets worse?
5: We tried everything, like laxatives to push it, to, to push it out, to help me relax. And it was not going to go. It was not going to budge at all.
1: Luke, how long had you been with your partner at this point?
5: Oh, uh, we were together. Good. Okay. Three or four years. This
1: is a person who, like, uh, you, you need to be together with. This needs to be a team. And was it,
3: was it, was it all the way up there, Luke? Yeah. Was it all the way up there, or was there anything hanging out? It doesn't yeah. matter. It was well. That's stuck. that's the difference. That's the difference between using tongs and not using tongs, right? Don't like uh, being able to like pluck it out. Did you get it out in the end?
5: Yes, but um, the um, interesting conversation with the doctor at the hospital. Yeah, and having to hand in a doctor's note the following day at work. <laughs> it's just like, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I'm completely embarrassed.
1: I hope the doctor's note was discreet.
3: (laughs) The biggest tour in Australian history and also from what we hear for Taylor herself kicks off tonight in Melbourne at the MCG. It will dominate Melbourne for the next three days before the Eras Tour moves on to Sydney. We spoke to Bridget Hustwaite, our Taylor Swift correspondent, earlier this week who was so incredibly excited about being there and she joins us from Melbourne now. Good morning to you, Bridget.
1: Good morning, friends. Happy Friday. Oh, Friday. Bridget, (laughs) we understand that you were at the MCG this morning and you've had to leave already. What happened?
2: Oh, my gosh. It was just already so hectic. Like I can't describe the energy in Melbourne right now. It's quite overwhelming. So I went down to have a little stuff. The merchandise stands don't open for another half hour, but people have been lining up for three hours. Um, there is just like an electricity and a keenness like no other. Even last night, uh, they were doing the sound check at like 10 p.m. So you could actually hear the music blasting from the MCG last night at like 10 p.m. And just God God only knows how much louder it's going to be tonight when you add in 86,000 odd and people out the front of the G as well and Taylor and her band and everything. It's just going to be so electric.
3: Um, are you, what are you seeing from the sort of restaurants and bars and pubs around the MCG? Are they all getting into it? Has Mania dominated all of those places as well?
2: Oh, yeah, and it's, it's extended beyond the MCG in Richmond. Like, it's literally across the city. So I've been staying in the CBD. I walk out and catch a tram. People are carrying around... They're clear Taylor Swift merchandise bags. People are wearing the merch. People are wearing friendship bracelets. I ran into two New Zealand Swifties in JB Hi-Fi yesterday, and we did a friendship bracelet swap. Like, it is all <laughs> over the city. It's so <laughs> wholesome.
1: Okay. Are you even going to be able to get merch? It sounds like the lines are kilometres long.
2: Yeah, well, that's the thing. So they opened a the, uh, merch tent yesterday morning at 8am, so you could go early um today it opens midday our time which is in half an hour i I, like i would hate to line up any later like i think the best the smart people went early but today it's it's already manic like it's just a sea of people already so people will be waiting in those lines for hours no Uh,
3: doubt all right bridget so take us into the mind of the swifty today what's what's your plan for today how are you getting about melbourne how are you getting yourself ready for the gig
2: Okay, well literally after I talk to you guys, I'm no joke having a nap, because <laughs> Girly needs one. Um, but I am going to be charging my phone. I have a portable phone charger. Um, you have to download your tickets to the Ticketek app already just so you've got them, because by the time you get there, your reception's probably going to it. let's be real. Um, and there's also free transport, so PP is the best way to get about. There's so many road closures. And I guess just staying hydrated and oh, earplugs as well because it's going to be so loud. So it's, it's about being practical and getting those logistics down pat, but of course dressing
1: up um, and having the best time. Bridge, has Taylor been spotted anywhere in Melbourne yet?
2: No. So the only like the only thing I've seen from her is literally just like touching down and there were people waiting at the airport. But I do have some tea. Apparently, and this is just apparently... Travis is going to make it to one of the Melbourne shows. That's what I've told
3: Travis Kelsey, oh. the Super Bowl yeah. winning Should. Beau. She had
1: to sit through his gridiron game. The least <laughs> he can do is go to a gig.
2: <laughs> I know. She flew from Tokyo to Vegas. The least he can do is fly from Vegas to Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> you know? Um, but that is what. So I thought he wouldn't make it in time for the Melbourne ones. I was like, he'll definitely come to Sydney but apparently he will be here for one of the Melbourne ones. People have been just like keeping a hawk eye on his socials and he hasn't posted on his story for 22 hours, which suggests that he could be in the air. He's on a plane, Um,
5: yeah.
2: And I know, and yeah, there's rumours and I need to emphasise rumours because I don't have any confirmation that um, a particular hotel, I don't know what hotel, but apparently a hotel has booked a floor for him, but that's all I know, and I can't confirm. <laughs> that's
3: just what I heard. Oh god, the intrigue. Because as if he wouldn't have Wi-Fi on his plane. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like he's yeah. All right, that's Bridget, the thing, right? Bridget, have yes. the best time, girlfriend. Have <laughs> the best time, and thanks for spilling the tea with us this morning on Pete and Kimber.
2: Just for you guys. All right, I'm gonna go nap now. Bye. I- <laughs>
3: Here we go. Bridget Hustwaite, our Swifty correspondent over in Melbourne. She's going to see her tonight. She plays three sold-out shows over Melbourne, and then it's off to Sydney.
1: How can you nap when you're that excited? Pete and Kimbers, yay
4: or nay? Hi, Rami. Hello. Three topics, three seconds to make up your minds. Are you guys excited? Yes, always. I love this segment. I love it. I love you too. Uh, First one, cutting off mold. Of food. Three, oh, two, sorry. Uh, I heard it. There was a gap, and so
3: I, th- I went early. Oh, way too. Fast.
4: Even though it didn't make sense yet. <laughs> Cutting off mold. How do we feel about that? Let start oh, no, again. Sorry. Cutting God. mold off food and eating the rest.
2: Three, two, one. Yay! Yay! Well
1: done. It's, it's food specific. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. do it on cheese. What won't
3: you do it on? But you Fruit. expect you expect to see mold on cheese?
1: No, I would do it on a cheese. I do it, but I wouldn't do it on strawberries. Good, baby. you know. If I see it on strawberries or a tomato or something, no, nah, yeah. makes me feel like it's straight to the bin. Bread
3: for mine. If if I see mold on bread, that's straight to the bin. But everything else, I'm pretty I'm pretty cool
1: with. I think I ate a bagel at work once that I thought was a blueberry bagel. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it <Close>. wasn't.
4: <laughs> well, uh, researchers have come out saying these are the foods that you can eat with mould on it. Like, it can, it's okay to do that. Yeah. So cheese is one you can, and jam is okay. Jam, for example. Foods you absolutely should not do that, because if you do, you will actually still get sick. Yeah. Even if you scrape the mould off. Tomatoes. Hey,
3: instinctively yo- and you.
4: And yoghurt. Oh, man, Why would
1: speaking? anybody take it off yoga? And I thought yoga would be fine because no, yogurts, God no, yeah. Don't
4: that yogurts have um bacteria in anyway? Everything about dairy screams. Don't do this. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Second one, this is a bit contentious. North of the river is better than south of the river.
5: Three, two, one.
1: I'm not gonna weigh in. Oh yay! I'm not gonna weigh in. Kimba! You've no. You're breaking the rules. <laughs> no. Just say I, yes, yay or nay. No? I don't like... This is one of the things I don't like about Perth. I love Perth. You know I do. I fly the flag. I'm born and raised here. Perth. I don't like people becoming suburbist. I hate. I hate suburbist people in this city. Is suburbist a thing? Is that a word? Yeah, people word? who will like pick on lower socioeconomic suburbs or big and so I don't like it when people go north v south because I just don't okay. I think they're different
3: Let me let me explain <laughs> Thanks right. I've uh, I have just recently moved to the north of the river mm-hmm. This is not a socioeconomic um higher versus lower kind of thing Yeah This is just purely a I just i just, I've think I've north just is noticed better No I have just noticed that there is a significant more amount of things to do that was a hard sentence to say in English. Significantly more things to do north north of the river than there are south it's of the river. It's
1: because when you lived south of the river, you lived out where all the dog kennels are. You were out in Southern River. There's literally nothing to do out
3: yeah, there. Man, honestly, we, we got a... Just before we left fight, Southern River... Fight, fight, fight. Got, <laughs> stop it. We got a grilled in Southern River just before we left. That place was packed for months, yeah. months and months, and it was you like a, it was an a event. Suburb
1: with more things around. It was it. like Taylor it's S- nothing to do with North Vista. Taylor
3: either. Swift herself may as well have been cooking the patties.
1: <laughs> it was incredible.
3: <laughs> it was incredible.
4: Anyway, oh, I'm, I'm enjoying. I'm athletics. enjoying our life north of the river as well. Wonderful. Can say. <laughs> and th- final one. <laughs> it's okay to leave my dog's droppings behind because it's biodegradable.
5: Three, two, one.
4: Nay. Nay. And if I find out who you
1: are, I will track you down. And no, <laughs> I better leave the studio then. It's him.
5: it's
1: him. Now, a friend might ask you for a lift to the airport, mm. or maybe to help them move house. Mm-hmm. My friend has asked me to be her birthing partner.
3: I'm sorry. What?
1: Yes. Her birthing partner
3: in As the in... labour
1: suite during the birth of her child.
3: Where's her partner, part? <laughs> like, the guy who got her there in the first place, where's he? What's he doing? What are you doing there? How... What? How dare you? I'm a perfect person for this. No, you... Don't get me wrong. You're great. I've seen you with a chainsaw. What... <laughs> what are you doing well, as the birthing partner of the two of us in this... In here? Yeah. Like, if... I know I don't know her, but I'd expect I'd get that call before you would.
1: Oh, just because you've got more experience? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, legit. Yeah. I'm the right person for the job.
3: Nothing can prepare you for what's to come. Have you ever been inside one of those
1: before while Labor's well, no. going on? No, I've never even... I, I don't have any children. I've never been there. So Where's her I'm, partner? Where's look, him? can I Look, here's the thing. Here's the background. For me personally, I am so incredibly honoured. I'm so honored. My girlfriend came to me and said she's had a baby before. Yeah. She's already got a child. And she said it was a very long, labor intensive labor, very challenging. And it was very tough on her and her partner at the time. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And I guess it reaches a point where you've been doing it for so many hours. You're both exhausted, and maybe it becomes really challenging to have your needs met. Yeah. And so she said, I would like you to be there as an extra help. So her partner will so be there. You and you come also... in and
3: tag. Do you tag in yeah, at about kind of. Like hour 10 or something yeah, like I that? Yeah, I think are you meant we are. I think
1: we are. But I feel so honoured. I mean, I see this as a reflection of our friendship. Because I know... You don't have to have a baby yourself to understand what it would be like to be in that situation where you feel vulnerable.
5: Mm, yeah.
1: Where you are naked, yep. where you're at possibly your worst, where you're going to you can't control your emotional state. That's not the only thing you, you can control. Be, yeah, exactly. That at there's, the time. there's so much going on and the fact that she trusts me and feels safe and comfortable with me in the room with her. Is such an incredible honour. This I morning, feel so privileged.
3: This morning, I'm glad you feel privileged. That's great. That feeling will disappear at about hour ten. Like <laughs> you, this morning we did a phoner on Army bits where people caught up and told us how they hurt their private parts. Yeah. And when the the talk of blood started happening, you had to go curl up in the corner
1: of the studio. Look, you- do you know what? It's it's sort of I see this much like. When there's a spider in my house, I don't want to deal with it and I want James to handle it. James can But can't. if James isn't there, I would have to do it myself. And when she's not, when my friend is going through a very difficult birth or uh-huh. she's struggling or whatever, uh-huh. she's exhausted, I will be her person and I will not let her down. Okay. I will step up.
3: I'm glad. You will also, let me tell you this. is Like, I'm
1: cheerleader. I'm going to be there. Like, And, I, you know, when she goes through that phase and she, she sort of can't speak, and she doesn't know how to communicate, I am the charades master. Yeah. I'm gonna know exactly what she wants. I am yeah. going to provide. Yeah,
3: this this is all the stuff that I said going into our first child as well. Boy was I mistaken.
1: <laughs> I, I think it was
3: I think it was like I, is, are you prepared for your friendship to be tested like it's yes. never been tested before? I'm yeah, glad. that's
1: why she chose me I because was... she knows that our friendship will survive anything. You don't know I where to stand, what
3: dearly. to do, what to look at, what like. And at like, hour seventeen, at yep. hour seventeen, when I was in the birthing suite with Liz for our firstborn Mila, and I was blowing on her face like I had been every <laughs> <Excuse> hour. <me? laughs>
5: no, that's not what I meant. I don't... <laughs>
3: I know that's how we got there in the first place. That's not what I meant. I was doing this, right? And she, she just about had me kicked out. I need the mums of Perth, the birthing partners of Perth, the husbands of Perth who have been through this situation before, prepare Kimber for what she's in for. Because I don't think you quite know exactly I'm what okay. you're in for. You're I'm seeing okay all the nice this. things.
1: I'd love to hear people tell me what I should be prepared for while I'm at the birth of my friend's child. I'm going to step up. I'm honestly, I'm yeah. so privileged. I, I'm, and and you know what? It's go time. Like she could go at any time. I'm on call. We could get the call right now. I'm It'd on happen. call now. Onwards.
3: Um, Cat in Leader, thanks for calling. What can Kimber expect? Because I don't think she's quite
1: ready for this. Good morning. Kat, what can I expect being at my friend's birth?
0: All right, Kimber, are you ready to be on hold for like three days if necessary?
1: Yes. And I think this is why she's asked me because she does have her partner as well. And I think that it's a big call and that's why she's gone. We're going to have to do some tag team here. You're in, you're out. It's past the baton.
2: Oh well, you're lucky it's teaming. You're not going to be there for the full time.
1: That How many hours is- were you in there, Kat?
2: With my first, I was in labour for three days.
1: Wow, and three days, yeah, Kat.
2: It was cool. <laughs> and with my second, who I had eight months ago, I was not even
4: in labour for two hours.
1: Well, this it is her second, so 18. I'm hoping it's just going to be a nice, easy one for. Her. It's just going to almost fall out. Oh. <laughs> wow,
4: there's an image for you,
3: um, Tamara in Hammy Hill. Uh, you were the birthing partner for your friend. Prepare Kimber. So my best friend was in
0: labour for 33 hours. It was a very long haul, but just being that extra person for her, the extra voice, it was amazing, and just yeah, helping her through everything. And Tamara, totally
1: serious, and did it? Was it something really special for you and your friend too to be able to be that person?
0: Yeah, definitely. It was her third child as well. Um, we have been trying to tee it up for the last two children, but it wasn't able to happen. So it was just
1: really special, her third and her last, for me to be able to do it. Oh, okay. Well, that see? sounds nice. That's how I feel, that, it, that, that mm. I get that it's challenging, but nothing's more challenging than what my friend is going through trying mm-hmm. to birth a baby. Yeah. Like, I can do this. A nice birth. I can be a cheerleader. Like I can cl- do it.
3: claw machine at the amusement park. You get one every so often, right? Kerry <laughs> um, <laughs> and Dayton... Do you think Kimba's ready for this?
2: Oh, Kimba, you are not ready for this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, who is? Who is? Uh, I mean, what, are you telling me Pete's going to do a better job than what I did? Come on.
2: Well, I don't know. He's used to bodily fluids and you're going to need that. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure if you know, but at the onset of labour, a lot of women vomit a lot. Yep. Uh, So my partner started out uh, cupping his hands for me to vomit into. There's not always time for vomit bags. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then after that, they needed to take blood at one point. And obviously, if you're contracting, blood flow is quite high. So he then got sprayed and covered in blood mm. and banished to the corner of the room to sit there covered in blood and vomit for the next few hours until I was ready to vice grip his hand at the, the very last moment.
5: Yeah, I, I mean, th- is this is the
1: birth of a child. Has no one got baby wipes? No, mate. What's going Trust Isn't me. Isn't that the whole point of a baby wipe?
3: A baby wipe doesn't cut it. Have you ever been in- to the inside of an abattoir before? <laughs>
1: have you have you been there? <laughs> Now that it's Friday, before we go away, the producers are here for one final say. To reflect on the week, the great and the crap. To bring you something they call the producer rap. Hello.
4: It's going to be everyone's favourite moment of the week. That's Rami Hearing and Hearing a white girl rap. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's it. We can end the segment now. It's amazing, Kimber. You've done a fantastic job. Goes Cardi B and then Kimba. Uh, producer rap, best and worst moment of the week, guys. Hello, Rami. Hello. Hello, Kerry. How are you? I'm doing very well. Looking forward to playing back. Some of the, my favourite bits of the week. Now, my favourite bit in particular actually happened yesterday. We had Hans, the German, in the studio from Fringe Festival. Uh, and we played a bit of a talent game trying to get to Perth's best talent on air. And Kimba said that the best thing that she could come up with was blowing a raspberry on Pete's belly.
1: <laughs> oh, you're quite hairless, actually. I'm just... When you're ready? <laughs> okay, ready. Okay, Here we
5: go. Here we go. <laughs> Breathe in. Hang on. Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> I couldn't get traction.
3: No, no, try one more time. You got to get a okay. good one. Here we go. <laughs>
1: this is so weird. <laughs> <laughs>
4: It's bad for your partner, James. <laughs> he asked me if I'd washed my mouth out before I came
1: home. You should check the video, though, on the Mix Fam. Join our Facebook group, Pete and Kimber's Mix Fam, because I took a video afterwards of our boss blowing a raspberry on Pete's stomach, and
4: he did a really good job. He was almost too good. He's almost incredible. too good. Everyone had a go on your stomach except for me. No, after the show this morning. <laughs> Meet me after the back. Uh, the worst this week, uh, there was a couple to choose from. Oh, and, dear. look, I must say, Firstly, we do a lot of varied content on this, on the Pete and Kimber show. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was one particular piece of content we did on Valentine's Day, on Wednesday, which let's just say, I don't think you need to know for the mixed fan listening right now, the full context. All you need to know is just crotch or foot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you had to lick one. (laughs) Which are you choosing? Belinda in Bankshire Grove. Crotch or foot?
2: Definitely crutch. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think, you know what? Most people have had a crack at the crutch and they've survived. I think <laughs> oh, you might need some antibiotics after that.
3: David Hilbert, crotch your foot? Because
5: it's Valentine's Day, I'm going to go for the crutch because I'm going to try anyway. Yeah.
3: You're a hopeless romantic, aren't you, Dave? <laughs>
4: How is that the worst moment of the week? That is by, call, by far the best <laughs> like moment. That Her
1: call of everyone's had a crack and survived <laughs> is brilliant. Um, <laughs> honestly,
3: MVP, the Mix Fam this week. Yeah. Well, like, the calls that you have been bringing to us, the stories you've shared with us this week have been... The stuff that we'll talk about for years. Very funny. well done. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Scratch up your share of $9 million with Monopoly Scratch and Win. It's back at your nearest Lottery West retailer. Play responsibly. 1-800-858-858.